Oh, I did too. I just chose to keep talking. Uh, are we live? <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to tonight's episode of Dragon Mark Symphony. Would you believe it? We're all friends, and we like to talk about stuff sometimes. Uh, but now that we've done that, we're going to be getting right into a game of Dungeons & Dragons. Do you all remember what happened last time? Chopping. Chopping. That was there about it. We <laughs> went for yep, our local library. Rolls on the library. I cool potion, which now I am in the possession of. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Uh, we we find out what it does. simmer means. It's a slow boil. I. It scares me that you didn't know that previously. I listen. <laughs> it's the thing I wrote in my notes, so I felt it was notable enough to write down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So. <laughs> <laughs> So indeed, uh, our cast of adventurers uh, did, in fact, do some shopping. They had the opportunity to visit uh, a couple of places to pick up some new items. Uh, most recently, they had stopped by the local blacksmith uh, and even uh, made conversation with a, a traveling merchant who provided them with some uh, curious pouches of spice uh, that would allow them to seemingly procure any spice of their desire upon command. Uh, and for the cost of a single gold coin, which seems extravagantly cheap for an item with that type of ability, but nonetheless, uh, when we had previously cut off, our adventurers were... Uh, that's true. There, there was a very steep catch. Uh, Sponsorship. One gold Silva and a promise. Is, uh, Silva is largely in charge of... Uh, The four of you had, or sorry, the five of you, had uh, just almost made your way back to the Cow's Eye, uh, the bar and tavern that uh, you had previously met with uh, Caspian, Captain Caspian Durant, uh, to discuss sort of the, the current situation at hand, as well as what your future plans are going to be. It had been agreed on that while you were out shopping, uh, Caspian was going to make it a quick return uh, to Castle Broken Blade uh, to hopefully acquire some more information and to help sort of steer the course as to what the next action is that should be taken. Um, so, you are where you are right now. You are uh, about 20, 30 feet away from the, the cow's eye. You see it right in the distance there. Uh, making your way slowly towards it. Making my way. Making your way. Uh... You can choose if you want to head back inside, if you wish. Uh, you do not see Caspian at the moment. You see, you know, several townsfolk walking around, uh, going about their daily business. But there's no sign of Caspian just yet. Um, I think at the very least, I'll go ahead and head in. Uh, ask the uh, kind uh, lady that we had spoken to last time. Uh, if Caspian has gotten back yet. Yes, the bartender, uh, Missy, um, she says to you, uh, no, haven't seen any sign of him yet. Were you all planning to come back here? Uh, I believe that was the conversation that we had had, is that we were going to go out, do our things. He was going to have a conversation with a few folk, and then we were supposed to meet back here. Yeah, he does. Uh, it, it should be coming up on the time that we were supposed to meet back. So, it, it he he may not 
be done with all of his business yet. So are you all planning to use my bar as like a base of operations or something? When you put it that way. Ask Caspian. No. Well, Caspian's not here, so I'm asking Caspian's friends. Are we allowed to? Don't believe we're friends. If there's a cost associated with it, it goes on Caspian's tab. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. We could drink for free. Maybe it's better that he's not here yet. <laughs> Rack up a gigantic tab on Caspian's name. All right. If you're going to use my bar to have secret clubhouse meetings, there are some rules that I got to lay down. Okay. Rule number one. Everything is on Caspian's tab. <laughs> Rule number two. Every time you come here, you have to order something off the menu. If you don't, you're banned from the bar. Got it. Rule number three. If you start a fight in the bar, you're banned from the bar. Rule number four. You can't be banned from the bar more than once. I, I, I would assume that's what being banned from the bar would mean, but that makes sense. Well, there are some places where you could be banned and then, uh, you know, apply for reinstatement. There are places that do that. I remember a sports league where one where one man was uh, had had said he was had said he was leaving their sports team, and while he was off, he had betted on the games and then was banned. But he was able to apply for reinstatement. Interesting. His name was Calvin of the Ridley. What a learned reference that is. All right then. Shout out to the football fans out there. Very much Marshall's purview. I don't care. The, the overlap of D and D fans and football fans. It is very small. It is, it's there. It is small, larger. It, it is exists. larger than you think it is. Marshall is the nerdiest football lover out there, and we I love take him pride for in it. that. Yes. Go Jets! All right, everyone. Um. So, speaking of those rules, uh, what can I get you? Um, I think food would actually be the best choice for us, and then some drinks, I would assume. We can get an ale for myself. All right, ale, I got you down for that. Um, it's actually a bit early for any of today's specials to be up and running, but you but. are return customers, and I feel like I should reward that to some degree. Uh, let's see. I'll tell you what. If you order the ribeye, the lobster, or the ribeye-lobster combo, I'll take two gold off the price. Wow. You, do um, you have lobster the rib, here? The ribeye lobster cow. It's gotta be like what, like 40 gold pieces? There's a large river in the city. Sure, Caspian won't mind. Well, well but are they not sea creatures? No, 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 no. We. The. She raises a good point. We actually get most of our lobster from the east. Uh, it, a lot of it gets fished out in the Lazar Principalities and is then brought over to here. Um. Western lobster tends to fetch a higher price, weirdly. 
and the Howling River actually doesn't provide a lot of lobster. Crawdads, crayfish, absolutely, and they're delicious. Um, but that's actually going to be two days special from now, uh, as we've not got a lot of them. We're waiting on some of the fishermen, local fishermen, to come in and provide us with more bags of the crawfish so that we can make that another special. So for now, I've got lobster from these. Okay, well, we'll go with what you recommend for us to go on Caspian's tab. Mmm, lobster it is. I was going to say, I think that's not what I thought it was going to (laughs) go. I was 100% expecting it to be like, uh, lobster. (laughs) (laughs) The the baked Alaskan. (laughs) Uh, she, uh... Yeah, just not even an option that she gave us, just something completely different. Yeah, so she she obviously doesn't ask you for any money of any sort. She just sort of dips around, goes around uh, to the kitchen, uh, and leaves. Um, there are actually less people in the bar than there were when you were meeting over here previously. There's just like a couple uh, people at, at a few various tables, um, not really talking to each other or anything, just sitting there quietly uh, eating and having their drink. Um, it's getting about midday now, so, you know, not really going to be a lot of people in here drinking alcohol uh you know just just quiet cool good time to relax all right i get it i hit it pretty early earlier today i get it you don't have to rub it in dylan um yeah i guess we'll we'll just sit here and uh wait for caspian to get back then Enjoy our enjoy our food. Jack is silently very uh very ready to have this strange lobster thing that everybody's talking about. Alright. Uh after about It'll be interesting to have the actual whole lobster for once. <laughs> does it usually get served in portions? Mm. Usually the tail, just specifically, because, um, well, lobster's incredibly expensive. Oh. But we're not paying for it, so. Oh. Yeah. Most of the time, whenever I was with, uh... Ah, damn it. (laughs) When you forget the... The character you made for your own backstory. Talking about Thomas? No, the... My the lady I was with. Oh, the one that was like the whole inn for. Yeah, <laughs> worked at the Winchester site. Mario. Yeah, it should be in. Oh, I sent it to you as a link, right? Yes. No. Yeah, you and I have a behind the scenes. Uh, Marshall and I have a shared document. Anyway, oh. there's the file. Tilda. Mm-hmm. Lady Tilda would have them a number of times when she would be performing at the at the scythe. Um, uh, we would we would split them. You know, she would have as as Johannes noted, she would have the tail and the claws. 
uh, and I would have little bits that came out of the uh, the torso and the legs. I'm very confused as to what type of creature this is. So it'll it'll be tasty. Don't worry. Oh. Yeah, as long as they have a suitable chef, I'm sure they do here. That's a great reference for anybody. Good note for anybody out there. Um, don't actually eat the thing, the parts that are in the head of the lobster. No. <laughs> it's a bad time. I'm I did it. Really sick. It's quarter talk. Nah. I did it. I came out fine. I still can't feel my left leg, but I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I did it. I came out fine. You know, I have... You know? <laughs> the time release and it hits you right then. Sure, I, I have I gained insight. I turned into a slug. Sideways, but who doesn't? <laughs> That's a crab. Thank you. I know. I'll let... I'll, I will have you be accurate to the distinction between lobsters and crabs on this Fine, show. I'm just encouraged to hang out <laughs> under docks and listen to ACDC. Hang out with The Rock. Some call me The Rock Lobster. Okay. Uh, one is the perfect evol- evolution. One B-52 form, joke later. One uh, <laughs> is an immortal creature that we consume on a regular basis. All right. So about Virtually 15 minutes pass, uh, and Missy returns with multiple plates of steamed lobster, uh, with uh, freshly made biscuits, as well as uh, small little little serving plates of uh, just melted butter. Um, and she actually asks you all if you are looking to uh, reuse uh, the private room upstairs. Um... I mean, more than likely, know, it will be. I believe. I mean, why not? Why don't we let just one Caspian decides to show up? Why don't we let him make that decision? If he wishes for us to just return to the Citadel, we can just follow him there. No need to make a fuss for it. We're already sitting here as it is. Valid point. If that's okay with you, Missy. Yes, I suppose that's fine. Just don't break any of the rules. Absolutely. This oh, and been... enjoy your food, I guess. <laughs> this How is many been... lobsters are on the table? Uh, there is one for each of you. I was going to say, there are four. One of you must fight each other for the other. <laughs> one of you shall starve. Uh, Dak does look at the lobster and says, that's his one big red insect. It's Please. not an insect, Dak. It's an arthropod. These are words that mean nothing to me. It smells <laughs> delicious, though. The Fae gets super offended if you don't know the genus of animal. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me being Fae. It's everything to do with me being wizard. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Distinct difference. Standards Dak, are very not, different. But... Dak picks up a claw and like bites into it. Especially Make a difference. Yeah. the Fae the Fae would have you believe it's an insect. <laughs> <laughs> they would tell you it's an insect. 
And uh, you believe it too. They'd be like, "This is a this is called a <laughs> this is called a sea centipede." <laughs> oh, that's a terrifying thought. It's fake creatures for you. <laughs> They're assholes. <laughs> is he actually making a con save? Or? Jack, what did you roll? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. What am I rolling? Constitution saving throw. I did not hear that. I apologize. You you bit into the the claw of this lobster. Oh. You were making a constitution saving. I got oh. twenty two. Twenty two. I'm used to eating shit. It's it's crunchy. It's like uh, like the uh, like the the um, the the little little bags of like toasted rye that you used to get on the street corner, um, in the city of Sharn. Like um, it's really thing. crunchy and it's got like this nice zest to it. Uh, not really a lot of meat though. Feel like you expected there to be like some kind of meat on the inside, but it's just a lot of crunch. Uh, Jack, honey, you don't I take a bite into it. Dude, I take another bite. No, don't. No, 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 no. Dear, dear, don't do that. That's uh, not how you eat this. I, I like. All right, lad. Let me show you here. Okay, you do it. Did Missy bring hammers with him? Oh god. Yeah, sometimes they come with hammers. Do what? Sorry, you're, asking, what? Sorry, you're asking if Oh, yes. Uh you would have the uh I wear armor. Yes, it would be just one. You have to share. But there there's one of the small uh, hammers to break open the shells. Alright, so I'll I'll take that to show Dak how it's done, just kinda. Oh. I mean, you don't just, eat the shell, you eat the meat. I just, you just, inherently, you would just see me rip the tail off. The... <laughs> oh. Dak spits, spits out the shell and nods. <laughs> it's more, also, it's, it's more. Is there butter? <laughs> yeah, there is butter. So there are, um, there are like three small plates that have uh, lightly melted butter sitting on top of Dak does grab one and starts like drinking it as a regular drink. No. Dak, <laughs> please. You dip the meat in the butter. How about oh. you just wait to eat until we all take our first bites and you can just imitate what we do? Uh, uh, understood. Yeah, I actually don't blame that one. I'll have everybody in the audience know that uh, Dak doing the, all this is me doing all this when I was dining out in a very expensive restaurant with uh, <laughs> my wife's family. You ate a lobster shell? No, no. But the equivalent of that, I had no idea what anything was for. And I was like, <laughs> you drink this, right? He's like, no, you wash your hands with that. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate that shit. I hate that shit so much. The left fork is for salad. <laughs> uh, okay, thank so... And one of the funny things, though, at least for the rest of you, I guess, because Dak, I guess, won't have as much of the context, is you see me, like, eat the the tail, like, the meat from the tail, and it's just kind of like, a, you kind of just see my, like, eyes grow wide, like, kind of just, like, <laughs> I kind of pause, and I'm just kind of, like, in kind of this... You just kind of—I'm just kind of like clearly at this like loss. <laughs> that good? It's so much different than the head. Yeah, it's. 
It's a part that you're actually supposed to eat. What do you mean supposed to eat? That <laughs> quotes down the head. Oh, you're you you eat the tail and the claws, and that's really about it. The majority of the oh. delectable meat is Ever, everywhere else, full of not good stuff to eat. Oh. While we're having this conversation, I'll take out like a dagger and just start like cracking mine open and just <laughs> like I I thought in my head as you're saying that I thought in my head a dagger as a joke, <laughs> and then you just <laughs> said it. I was like okay. What? Oh. I'll just start separating what? all the pieces out and just cracking it open, putting all the nasty stuff off to the side and just cracking everything. It's a finesse weapon, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe Dagos Pilda would do that. With a dagger as well, but less finessely and more of like looking over and not looking where the point's going. Great. And just trying to get uh, mimic the motions. Dak is a mess. Yes. I just use the hammer provided. Hammer is mostly useful for like the claws. You don't need it as much for the tails of lobster. <laughs> that the actual like removal of the actual claws themselves, like from the joint and the tail, pretty easy to do by your hand. It's the removing the meat from the claw of the lobster that requires the hammer. Yeah, I just use the hammer. Use everywhere, crush the whole thing. I also eat the crunchy bits, but I treat them like little chips. <laughs> I just smash the whole lobster and turn it into a stew. Make a mashed lobster. It drives. I smash it with a hammer. Yes, I can't believe Tilda would uh would give me the incorrect par portions. This um Tilda was the fr friend of yours that you were mentioning before. Yes, I would. I would play music for her. Uh, well, I would play background music for her singing. Uh, so I'll kind of, I'll kind of reference the, kind of the instrument next to me. I would play this. Uh, I would play this for her for the songs that she would sing. Uh, I would, I would be off stage, and she would be on, and she would be alone on stage. Interesting. This this lobster is actually quite good. I guess when you're supposed to, it's the part you're supposed to be eating. I guess I would have to agree with you. I find her a head lobster. Honestly, I don't think the sea meat's for me. Oh, but secrets, but seafood is actually quite lovely. Me it's and all Tom, how it's me, well, Thomas, being a fisherman, I would we would we would get. Uh, we would we would have what would uh what wouldn't sell at the market together quite often. It was kind of, there was always someone. It's uh, many times there was 
frequently something different. Sounds enjoyable. It was. You know, we didn't have much. We, you know, we didn't have to. It was nice compared to, I guess, when I, since we've come into into the city here, I, it was a point where I guess I didn't have to worry about whatever the the gold in my pocket meant. I, I'm kind of almost forgotten its meaning. <laughs> Bang! The doors to the tavern swing open, and a uh, somewhat tall gentleman uh, dressed in almost all black uh, struts with purpose into the tavern. Uh, on one shoulder, he is heaving what appears to be almost like an enormous duffel bag of sorts. Um, dressed uh, in all black, that means he's evil. The man edge you all, uh, a body back. The, <laughs> the man, the man turns to you all, uh, kind of looks you up and down for a brief second, and uh, Caspian Durant says, "All right, everybody, upstairs. Bring your lobsters with you." Is he behind him? <laughs> that that is. Caspian. Why did you describe it just as a random man and not just say Caspian walks in the because door? Because it's fun, Marshall. <laughs> you made me think that you process it immediately. Hey, you know what? No, no. Do you know what? I, I feel like I'm a little bit abided by this because it's not because, the first time that Caspian would have walked into the room with a shady with a shady character. <laughs> Because Kirito is the black swordsman and so is Guts, okay? <laughs> hey, 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 Guts was first. You put respect on that name. <laughs> Sorry, Gatsu. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, so yeah, Caspian says to all of you. Caspian says to all of you, all right, everybody, grab your lobsters. Let's head upstairs. All right. Sure thing, Chief. Just kind of lift up the... Well, I'll put the guitar on my back, but then just kind of lift up the the tray and just kind of flutter up. Back so he leads you all. He uh, takes you all upstairs uh, back to that same uh, private room that you had uh, used previously. Uh, once everybody's kind of filtered in and around the table, he closes the door, does the similar uh, locking up of everything on it, um, sets the buff- duffel bag uh, down in like the the sort of the space like right next to where the door is, uh, and takes a seat. Uh, invites everybody to sit down as well. All right, we got a lot to talk about. It's in the bag. Or will that come at some point? What's oh, that? we'll be getting to that. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, how how did everybody's trip go? Everybody okay? We yeah. stocked oh, yes. up on what we needed, I suppose. I was able to get this lovely potion. What is that? We don't know. That's the glorious part. It was it's made on on site. We assisted. Accusan eating his lobster, just staring at everybody. Yes, we Great. it. We don't, and we don't know what its, what its use will be. Hmm. His insect tastes very good. Drink it now. Maybe we hold off until we can have somebody look at it. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Is I did, 
in the morning I will be able to uh in the morning I play I got a couple of spell screw or oh no, I finally have a component so I can finally I can finally identify things. I figured out what this was. This oh, that's good. This is in fact a kyber crystal. You you mean like inside of the thing? Let me actually, so I don't get any info incorrect. Uh, I want to insight yeah, so check the, Caspian. The locket. What uh? What is it that you're inciting, or is it just kind of like a general? Uh, to does he seem too interested? Is pretty, that like a thing? Or? Pretty sure he was already aware of the fact that it was possibly a kyber crystal in there. He was possible. I would say. That yeah, matter. it just sounded like a little sketchy. That's that's just what I'm. You can you can go ahead and make an insight check. Uh, I'll allow uh, that on that. Oh, oh, not I'll a very high DC on this. Roll first, yeah. Um, that is fourteen. Fourteen. He has the manner of someone who has something very important on their mind, or at least that they feel is very important. So they're just kind of saying yes to the conversation to move things along uh, right. until it's their turn to talk. Cool. Uh, but yes, I can. I apparently, if I ever find it, if I were ever nearby another Kyber crystal, I'll be able to. Uh, I will be able to to sense it. That's it. wonderful. And, and I'm assuming that you can itself. identify other things as well. Actually, with that, right? Yeah. Wow. Did everybody else get spells too? Um, um, I got some spices. Have you seen these Caspian components and stuff? Uh, Caspian, you were talking. You went to go potentially see if we could get a meeting with uh, a friend, right? Yes. Uh, we. I wanted to see about uh, getting us a meeting with Matthias Caldrew. I think I have, actually. I was just able to catch him as he was leaving the castle. Um, he was in a bit of a hurry, but in about uh, an hour from now, he's going to be back at his current place of residence. Uh, he's got a small little small little room uh, a few blocks away, actually. Uh, he said that he could have us over for a brief time if we wanted to have a t conversation with him. Uh, it would just be, be us and him. Um, and he seemed enthused at the idea. Great. Well, looking I, forward to that. I, I will say, if if we're going to go for this, if we're going to go have this meeting with Mr. Caldrew, we'll have to keep in mind that this is an off-duty sort of thing. Off the book. Uh, Absolutely. Also, going to have to be very... that everything we do is off the books. Yeah. Right, but with this one, we're going to have to be especially careful about what we say or what we suggest. Remember, we're currently acting under the suspicion that a close associate of Matthias is potentially a murderer or some sort of... has some sort of devious intent. Uh, dubious creature. We're going to have to be really careful about what sort of implications we make, especially without the lack of strong evidence to support any of our claims. I mean, the last thing we want to do is piss off an extremely powerful wizard. 
If we were without the lack, then we would have evidence. Semantics. Thank you for identifying my grammatical mistake. Uh, you was, the was rest of you else? can't notice, but I'm pointing to the wizard part of my name tag. <laughs> uh, right. So, speaking of uh, Silva, actually, mm -hmm. kind of important. Wanted to make sure you knew this as soon as possible. Thomas Winleaf is alive. Oh. That's great. He's alive. He's in stable condition. Uh, he is currently uh, in hospice. He is, uh, I guess, uh, took some pretty rough scrapes uh, when the train was attacked. And they've been trying to get him healed up. But he was out of it for quite a while, uh, and he had only just recently woken up uh, and was in considered to be in stable condition. Uh, so. I kind of, I kind of like very quickly, like fly over the table, kind of grab him by the collar. I'm gonna. Where he like <laughs> he begins to reach for his great sword behind him, but he's not able to like get it out fully before you zoom across the table and latch onto him. Where is I? <laughs> oh, 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 calm down, calm down, calm down. I'm just like holding him by the collar. God, by the sovereign, settle. Uh, listen, listen. He's okay, alright? Like I said, he's in hospice. He He's actually being kept at a, uh, one of our smaller medical bays, uh, that we've got set up. Uh, up on the northeastern side. He, you're not going to be able to see him quite yet, but you should be able to soon. I think they were actually talking about transferring him north, uh, just so that he has more comfortable lodgings or something. I don't know. I didn't get the full details, but he is—he's going to be okay. North where? Like north of this? North in this city, or like north outside of this city? I don't know. They mentioned some city that he was already planning to travel to. I, I mean, you two were. I'm trying to you, remember. You two were traveling name. together, weren't you? Yeah, I'm trying to. Marshall is currently trying to remember the name of that city. <laughs> Let me know if you need it. So, apologies for my son's disappearance. My toe flipped the switch on the uh, on the power thing that all my. Uh, things are connected to, so I you just turned off your computer. I, I simulated a power outage in this tiny closet, and I was very confused <laughs> when everything was very dark. Um, I cannot find it. Uh, so you and Thomas were uh heading to heading north to the city of Passage, uh, in the nation of Andere, uh, with the intention of meeting with a uh, with a gentleman. Uh, yes. One that I believe both me and Johannes were going to be seeing. Uh, it was a man by the name of Milo Marigold. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. I just, all I wrote was Undare. That would explain why. All all that has is Undare. I, that's all I wrote. I know gotcha. it has it. That's who I was yeah, supposed so to be uh, working Undare with. Undare would be the nation, uh, the city would be passed. 
I was supposed to be working with Milo. He's a chef. Today, at least, you write better. <laughs> my my pen last week was like, yeah I remember that it. it was a fucking nightmare that's why I have like none of the the lists and I had to ask you to give me the note because I couldn't write anything actually what was the city name one more time the city's name is Passage P-A-S-S-A-G-E thank you uh, if you'd like, you could. You guys could make a history check if you wanted to. Maybe try to recall if you've heard a little bit more about that city. You Why not? Ellen? Let's go. Oh, I rolled a two. Oh, yes, we were. We were intending to go to Passage. Amazing. I also I know what I'm. I, I'm going there. I don't know anything about Johannes, it. Johannes, Johannes, what you know about the city of Passage is that you need to go to the city of Passage. Yep. <laughs> that there is someone there, also... and you need to go there. To be fair, I also know very little about uh, about passage. Uh, my only experience with Undare uh, was a a brief passage through it before. Yes, it was a brief time that I had I I, I essentially <laughs> passed through parts of the uh, the nation to the whatever the main city is called um, while I when I was leaving the wood. All right, so who else rolled besides uh, Johannes? That could. He got three. Three. Uh, you gather that passage is a city to the north, apparently, that uh, it seems like everybody is kind of uh, heading to. Dak is uh, too preoccupied stuffing the lobster legs into it. With a three, because you got a three, yeah. you know that it's not the same place that you were heading. But it's, it's in no. the same cardinal direction. Dak, uh, <laughs> Hence why we're Dak on the same train. <laughs> notes that, understands that, and... Start to put it together. <clears throat> and uh, fully, yeah, fully uh, accepts that fact as he's putting tiny little lobster legs into his pocket. Perfect. And eyeing uh, Silva's plates as she's no longer behind it. Okay. Uh, so at her plate, I'm stealing her biscuit. Uh, make a stealth roll for me. Let's say, uh, natural 20. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then that ends up being a 25. That's even with the minus four. (laughs) 25. All right. So Silva, you, of course. Do you get to make a perception check to see if you catch this anyway? <laughs> I mean, I'll see if I catch it. I'm definitely not beating it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the base rolls a 10. and Right. Uh, yeah, so I makes it a 14. Okay. So it's literally uh, just equal to my passive. <laughs> yeah, so set you... You successfully sneak the biscuit away from Silva's plate. Uh, she is clearly preoccupied. When I find out that a biscuit's missing. Oh, I it's immediately I'm eating it. I know, but that doesn't mean I won't know that there's not a biscuit there and I didn't eat it. And hell hath no fury said. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like a fairy scorn. Like a fairy woman scored. The list of suspects, though, is large. True. I won't know, but that doesn't mean that I won't be upset. Oh, I just realized I need to update the overlay. Because uh, you two, as in you two, as in Johannes and Set, have subclasses now. Oh, oh yeah. I will need to update that before next week. Anyway. You just start gaslighting so um, No, you never had a biscuit in the first place. It's gonna have to lead to that, because I'm gonna know. And you're going to find out when it's a problem. Roll for gaslighting! I mean, that's a lot of what deception is when you think about it. It really is! <laughs> so, Caspian continues. <laughs> uh, and says, yes, well, once... Once we have an opportunity in the near future here, I'd be more than happy to take you to see him, you know, so that you can have a chance to speak to them. I'm sure that the two of you probably have a lot to discuss since the events on the journey. This is when I'll, I'll step back and kind of fly back to my seat. It's just, I know he's all right. And that's, that's what's important. He's all right. He's secure. As far as I know, there's. As far as I know, he doesn't have a clan of assassins chasing after him. Let's think optimistically and assume that he's not. That was. It's funny because inherently I probably would have made that anyway. But it's funny inherently that that being a dig that inherently being a dig at set. <laughs> <laughs> For dragging us into his problem, and then he steals my biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> who knows who took the biscuit? Right, player-wise, obviously. I'm only speaking in the player's sense. Led into the long have... list of mysteries we must investigate. What happened to the lightning rail? Why is this man trying to kill us all? Where'd that biscuit go? Where'd my biscuit go? <laughs> it grew legs and walked away. It seems. I'm sticking by that joke. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> As it stands, we, all of us, need to decide what exactly it is we're going to do after we meet with Matthias. Uh, I don't know exactly what type of information we're going to get from him. We should probably go in with some sort of plan. Uh, I imagine, Set, you're going to have some questions, but... So again, we have to play this safely. I guess. I guess. Remind me, what is the? Um, I feel like I got. I kind of lost track from the distractions during our trip. Um, Certainly. So, what is the? What is the goal of this conversation with Matthias? Well, uh, Matthias is a close associate and friend of this of Trist and if what set the information that set gave to us is true then 
there's a potential connection, especially between Trist and Sandy Crodstock, who, as of this morning, has been found dead. Speaking to Matthias could potentially provide us with an alibi for Trist or further evidence, uh, or rather testimony, that uh, Trist does not have an alibi. Uh, He's ugly. Potentially placing them potentially placing them uh, somewhere near the scene of the crime or in the vicinity of the victim. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 about all we're looking for is just, you know, how involved is this incredibly powerful wizard with Trist? How deep does their camaraderie go? Um, are they someone that we should be looking out for that we should be avoiding? Um, really, it's it's just a matter of what more information can we get about Trist? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um. Yes, I would just say, you know, it's tough because inherently, yes, we would have to, you know, we'd have to find a yeah, we need to find a good, you know, entry point because if we do just show up and be like, well, hello, we. So I heard you're friends with Trist. You know, it's, it'll just immediately seem like we're prying. Right. We don't want to tip him off that anything suspicious is going on, uh, especially if he himself is involved in some way. We want to keep the conversation cordial, at least at the start. Set, tell me. Yes. You're certain that you have never seen Matthias Caldrew before in your life? I am fairly positive, yeah. You don't recall Trist ever mentioning them? You... You haven't met Trist before this moment, right? Uh, before we arrived in the city, um, I had not met Trist, no. I have an idea for how to sort of start the conversation, so to speak. Matthias already knows that we're coming. He welcomes it. Uh, it's just a an opportunity for new acquaintances to meet. Um, he is, admittedly, it seems a bit curious about how Silva uh, and Set are doing. Um, and Silva, you have that new potion of yours that you need help in figuring out exactly what it does. Oh, I mean, I could easily figure out what it does right now, but where's the fun in that? But perhaps it could be a nice in 
maybe asking Matthias to aid us in identifying it could be a nice way to get the conversation going. Very true. Then, you know, Silva, I know you were raring to go to drink that potion yourself and see how it turned out, but maybe we play it a little safer this time. Next potion that you get from the witch, you know, is all yours. But in this instance, we do have a better use for it. Or what you can do is you ask him to identify it. He does his little magic spell thing. And then as soon as he tells you, you drink it anyways. If it turns you into a lizard, at least he's there to turn you back. No. While, yes, no. I agree in the potential fun aspect to that. No. It would blow every. It would inherently blow our cover, and so I am at least sensible enough to understand that it's just disappointing. Um, but yes, no, it would. Th- I agree that that would be very fun. It just is not. It is not the best. It is not the proper solution in this instance. I will. There will be, I, I'll be honest. I I'm not so used to the whole sneaking around thing. Well, there'll be there'll be a great number of mysteries in the future, potion or not. So, either way, it's true. I would. I am. I am perfectly fine with. I'm perfectly fine with allowing him to identify it, or, uh, you know, or whatever. You know, for the inherently for the greater good. Yeah, I think I think that will turn out for the best. Yeah. I have another important question to consider. Yes. Uh, Matthias currently is living in a small little apartment complex, um, about six blocks away from here. Uh, unassuming place. Um, all the same. There is a, I believe he does have windows that are accessible, uh, as well as there is a main door to get into the building itself. Um, I think the question stands, should all of us be there to meet with Matthias, or do we need to have somebody stay downstairs as a lookout? I think having a lookout will probably end up being best. I volunteer for the role. Um, forgive me for the uh, interruption. Uh, Uncle, I, I believe that's I'm the best one for this role. I don't think so. I'm not going to be great up there asking the man questions. Um, there was, uh, when I say this, there's no offense towards you, Uncle. You are a great dwarf and a, uh, already uh, very visibly a war- warrior of some prestige. Um, but you do stand out. Wouldn't that be the point? Um, I'm, I'm going to look over at Caspian. Um, you'll see that there's a little bit of lobster hanging in the edge of my mouth. Um, <laughs> How much discretion is required for this mission? 
Well, I mean, again, this isn't sanctioned by the government in any way. We're we're doing this on our own accord. People I would are... say discretion is pretty important. And people have seen our faces with you. Potentially. Um them perhaps being highly visible is not the proper gambit at the moment, Uncle. Alright, I see your point, lad. Um I'm very used to sitting in the corner and seeming very unassuming. And um you know um that I can communicate long distances. Hey, that's very true. Hey, well then. You should be in the lookout. No, you understand what that means then, lad? Absolutely not. Um, I'm sorry, that, that, that was a joke. Um, I was often the lookout for many of the older kids um, years ago when they were robbing people. We'll come back to that. Um, but you, you, have, you have skill as a lookout, so I think I think that will be for the best. Mm -hmm. Send us a message if there's any sign of trouble. Keep an eye on the streets, but every once in a while, check the windows as well. The roofs. Anybody that might be trying to come in from up top. It would help then if I could know where the window of uh, this wizard's apartment is. That's where I can see uh, whoever might be inside and be able to fully communicate with them. I'll point it out to you. Many thanks. And then he knows this is a lobster in the edge of his mouth and kind of plops in it and starts chewing <laughs> before grabbing the butter and drinking the last of it. Well, that's annoying. All right. Well, now that we have that established, uh, he's going to take the duffel bag and he's going to lift it up onto the table and kind of open it up. Um, he starts pulling out clothing, like really like basic, uh, non-flashy clothing, robes, uh, overshirts, um, slacks, different different types of clothing, uh, a couple hats. Uh, just sort of set, pulls out, sets them on the table. Um, I got some more commoner's clothes for uh, everyone to wear. Keep us looking, you know, a little less distinct. Will my outfit work for this, or will I be required to change? I suppose it might. Um, your outfit doesn't particularly stick out. Um, I guess it's more so for anyone who's wearing armor or otherwise has sort of a, uh, a flashier outfit, something that's more recognizable. Does it go over the armor? Yeah, it's, it's baggier. 
Alright then. Um, and, uh, another thing. Matthias, as I said before, is an extremely accomplished wizard. Uh, a true master of the arcane arts. He also loves stories. When in doubt, if you can think of a good to story to tell him, to keep him on your good side, might get us far. Oh, that'll be good to keep in mind. Alright, let's get ready to head on over then. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Uh, so those of you who are electing to change into the more commoner's clothes, you do so. Uh, pretty simple change. You're just sort of putting it on over top of your existing wear. Um, Caspian actually gets into commoner's clothes as well uh, to hide his very distinct um, Citadel uh, armor that he normally wears. Uh, he kind of, see, kind of messes with his hair a little bit, um, kind of pulls it down a little bit over one of his eyes, uh, and says, "All right, let's go uh, pay a visit to the local wizard." All right, let's go. Uh, as good a time as any. Uh, so you all leave uh, the tavern. You leave the cow's eye. Uh, and you begin to make your way over to the uh, this sort of small set of buildings uh, that appear to house like multiple like apartment structures inside of them. Um, there's a few people going in and out, and as you approach, uh, one of the buildings has multiple. You see, it's got several rooms kind of stacked on top of each other, um, and up near the top. There is uh, where one room is likely positioned. Uh, you can see there is a large uh, sort of ornate uh, glass window. It's got wooden grills on the inside of the window, um, and it is currently closed. Uh, Caspian points out that window to you, Dak, and says, uh, believe that's his room right there. Uh, keep an eye on that window. Uh, uh, I'll try to see to it that it doesn't get opened at any um if it does get opened hide um uh is the win what side of the building is the window is it right where the front entrance is uh it's gonna be on the right hand side of the building uh closer to the front or closer to the back closer to the front Okay, so then Dax sees that nods to Caspian, kind of put, uh, kind of uh, cowers into the gray ratty cloak that he bought uh, at the clothing place, mm -hmm. and then uh, nods to everybody and uh, becomes even smaller than he usually is uh, in terms of stature and kind of just moves slowly towards a, uh, a position where you can see both the window and the front door. And then um, 
in uh, Nathaniel said he does hear uh, he does hear Dad go I am with you uncle just give him a nod no Merlin Uh, Caspian motions to the rest of you uh, and you walk up to the door uh, he opens it, lets everybody inside uh, and just as he goes to close it behind him, he's going to make eye contact with Dak one more time um, gives him a wink and then closes the door behind him. You <laughs> you all find yourself in the main lobby of some sort of apartment complex uh, there is actually a service desk uh, right across from you um, with a young uh, gnomish woman uh, sitting at it. Uh, seems to be writing something down on the parchment. Uh, Caspian walks up to her and says, uh, Pardon me, ma'am. Uh, we're all here to see uh, uh, Mr. Caldrew. Uh, we have an appointment with him today. Uh, and she says, All right, I'll buzz him in. Uh, and she gives a, a high-pitched whistle uh, and then holds her hand up to her ear and waits. Mr. Caldrew will see you. Uh, fifth floor, dearie. Uh, Caspian nods and says thank you. Uh, and he kind of motions for, for all of you to follow him. Uh, as you begin to travel up a multiple flights of these rickety wooden stairs uh, heading up further into the top of the building. Uh, Outside, uh, Dak. Yes. I need you to make a reverse performance check for me, please. The hell does that mean? <laughs> so what that means Roll is low. that normally a performance check is about how well you can put on a show, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, how how well you can perform in action to be outgoing with it. Um, with reverse performance. Your goal is to get as low of a score as possible because you are attempting to uh, not demonstrate or uh, draw attention to yourself in any way. Um, you're not actively hiding from anyone, but you are attempting to sort of blend in and, and just be up here as, as common and normal as possible without giving off any type of a performance or an exciting. Roll for Wallflower. Great. All right. It's uh, I have a good bonus to this, so this is gonna suck. Here we go. I got thirteen. Got a thirteen. Hmm. Uh, you kind of have gathered yourself up in these raggedy uh, these raggedy cloths. Um, are you? What type of like posture are you taking by the door? Uh, very. F uh, I'm not by the door. I'm on. Okay. I'm farther away so I can see both the window and the door. Uh, so I choose whatever wall I find myself on and I sit down right there. Okay. Uh, as you're as you're sitting down there, a uh, member of the city guard uh, is walking by um, and they they notice that you are sitting there. Uh, they pause for a moment, uh, give you kind of a, a bit of a quizzical look. Um, and then continue walking, but at a slightly quickened. Uh, can I make an insight check to see if I've been made? Certainly. 
Cool. That's seven. The seven. Uh, you get the sense that they're probably worried about something to do with you potentially, but you don't know exactly what it is they're planning to do. And it seems like they've walked away instead of confronting you, so that must be a good sign. All right. So, uh, sitting there, um, and going full into the persona I'm creating, I guess. I sit there and I hold out a hand, uh, allowing the the cloak to droop over my face, and I assume a very familiar pose. Mm. And I watch. Okay. Back inside uh, of the building, uh, all of you make your way up several flights of stairs until you get to a set of adjacent apartment rooms. Um, Caspian leads you over to a wooden door uh, with a eagle claw knocker on the front of it. Uh, he takes it and he knocks. Uh, there is a pause. And then you hear a voice from inside say, Come in. Come inside. Uh, he reaches for the handle, looks to you all for a moment, and then turns the handle, opens it, and uh, leads the way in. Cool. And as you all enter, you are treated to a fairly decently sized little apartment. Um, it is coated from top to toe in all sorts of antiques, uh, tons and tons of books and scrolls that have been neatly organized and packed into these old wooden bookshelves. Uh, there is this very uh um very well kept uh velvety furniture uh a smoking chair nearby uh a nice like visitor's bench over in the far corner uh there's actually a piano in this room as well like a very ornate looking uh piano in pristine condition um and sitting in a sort of a lounge, large like purplish lounge chair uh, with a book in hand is, uh, Matthias Caldrew. Uh, legs crossed, uh, glasses, uh, sort of teetering on the edge of the nose, uh, looking up at you all, uh, as you enter and says, Oh, it is good to see you all again. How are you? Doing all right, uh, in no small part, thanks to you, I hear. <laughs> the pleasure is mine. I was actually hoping that we would have a chance to meet again. I was rather curious about, well, how you were faring. It's not easy coming back from the dead, you know. No, no, it is not. Been experiencing that. Come in, come in, everybody. Take, take a seat. Everybody sit down. Uh, do you need anything to eat? Any drink? Um, I think uh, we're pretty good right now. Lobster uh, claws coming out of everybody's offer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did just 
We did just have some food. I was like, I was about to say dinner, but what time? It's like midday. It's like midday. Yeah, we just had lunch. <laughs> Uh, he, Matthias says, very well. Uh, perhaps some music then. Uh, and he kind of lazily waves his hand. And the piano that you saw on the other side of the room there, um, just beyond which, by the way, is the large, uh, double-wide window with the wooden grills inside of it. Uh, you hear a creaking noise from the piano, uh, as it shifts very slightly, and you see that the ivory keys begin to animate and move on their own as they play uh, this slow little uh, jaunty tune on them um, without anybody touching them. Fascinating. My finish, my inherently my, fa- inherently my fascination is only subdued by the fact that I am minutely insulted. (laughs) (laughs) Fine piece of craftsmanship, that one. I'm not entirely sure how they got it upstairs, but very fine. Movers do marvelous magic. Yes, indeed they do. Perhaps they built the building around it. That's what I always think. That is always a possibility. So, I had the pleasure of bumping into Caspian again, uh, not too long ago, uh, and he mentioned having us all meet together while we all have the time. So, tell me, what is it that you all are uh, all are looking to to know about? Uh, do you have any questions? Anything that you would like to to know of me, uh, or did you just want to, you know? Make conversation. I mean, I well, guess uh, you—you're probably the first person to maybe have to at least talk with him. Yeah, uh, I, you know, first off, just again wanted to thank you for your part in allowing me to be here today. Um, of course, of course, uh, unusual circumstances surrounding the whole thing, but happy to say that the. Uh, ritual went well, and uh, the fact that you are already walking and talking is a very good sign. Very good sign indeed. Yes, uh, yes. Again, thanks to you, and as well as uh, thanks to Trist um, for you know being our sponsor for the whole thing. Indeed, he is nothing if not a man of charity. You you know him well, then. Yes, I've known him for well. Uh, couple of years now uh i actually uh first met him when he moved here he didn't live here all his life you know he's actually uh i guess you could say a more recent resident of the city interesting yeah i believe i believe he, I believe he met made mention that. of that yeah. yeah uh we met him very briefly uh previously uh when we first got when we first arrived in the city uh seemed very charming fellow. Uh was hanging around with uh what was his name, Silva? Uh the uh the Winchester site. Cardstock, yes. Um unfortunate. Um sorry, I used to I used to live in this city myself, uh 
So the loss of Mr. Codstock is a bit of a, especially working, being a former employee of the scythe myself, it's a bit of a, I guess you could say a bit of a... A shock. Yes, I, I guess disappointment was the word that was coming to me, but that's not the right word, you know, but a similar feeling more, but just in like a, in a mourning aspect. Uh... Everyone here, except for Dak, who is currently outside, uh, I need you to choose somebody to make an insight check. I'll choose <laughs> the wizard man with tires. Are we're we're all making an insight check on you? No, no, no. You are as a group. You are one person who gets among to make you it. Is going to make the insight. Check. Among not us. me. Uh, I'm not good at insight. Uh, I'll take the mantle. I also have okay. a minus four to I was going to say, so. I, I am pretty good at insight. I don't know how you are, though, Nathaniel. I will let you do it, then. I'll give it to you. Okay. I'm just saying mostly because I took the proficiency in it. I don't know if you did. Go for it, Silva. All right. You got this. Right, I may or may not have hit my mouse. It's fine. Um, <laughs> oh, I definitely have a DPI switch, uh, but it benefited me. So roll the nat twenty. Hey, hey, that's a number. So makes it twenty-four. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah, I mean that works out pretty well. So, to kind of explain what's happening here, uh, we are in. What is essentially a conversation, but could also be considered an interrogation. And there are rules to that. In moments like these, where you are having a conversation with someone with the express intent of gaining information from them, uh, you as a group uh, will have moments where you can use insights or potentially other skills to gain additional information from someone that they may not tell you outright. You will have to decide who amongst the group makes that role. Once you've chosen that person, they cannot make that role again for the rest of the conversation. Mm. Choose wisely. So, Silva, with your natural 20, at the mention of Crodstock's name, uh, you notice... Uh, reading upon the face of Matthias Caldrew, that at that name, uh, his face noticeably sinks a bit. Uh, a streak of worry crosses his eyes. Uh, and he appears deeply troubled uh, for a moment yeah, before just... snapping back to his previously jovial self. I kind of just take that to trying to just go um sorry i just i didn't i guess i'm probably not the only one affected by this um did you know did you know mr crodstock well it's all right it's all right he was a it was a shock to us all most certainly i i'll be clear i actually did not know mr crodwalk excuse me mr crodstock <laughs> myself uh, particularly well but i do know that he was a dear friend of tris 
Uh, they were practically business partners with how much money they both had invested into the scythe, after all. Um, it was quite often that I would see them together in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. that's how it was when we first met them, actually. Uh, but it was both Trist and uh, Mr. Crowdstock uh, at the scythe, actually. That's how we, we got to know each other to start off. That does not surprise me. They uh, they were often there to keep conversation with the patrons, oversee business, make sure things were good, and I imagine probably stopped in to enjoy a show once in a while as well. I mean, if you practically own the place, why wouldn't you? Absolutely. I agree with you there. Uh, well, yes. And, well, and it had been, a, it had been quite some time since I had uh, been to the... Since I had been to the uh, to the scythe, uh, given that the the time that I was there was with uh, was with Tilda, uh, if you remember her at all from the, before the war, even Tilda, you say? I'm not sure that I quite recall. You'll have to forgive me, but. I haven't been in the city, especially long myself, maybe a couple of months. Uh, I was in Sharn prior to this. Oh, um, okay. The yeah, name Tilda was... doesn't really strike me as uh, someone I would know. Oh, well, she was a uh, she was a noble woman uh, that I would I would ba- I would play backing tracks to. Was she the one that owned the scythe before? Trista took a controlling interest. Apparently, this is an an aspect that I had inherently written in. So, Dylan, did she own it? <laughs> you aren't certain. Oh, okay. It's Good. that's something that she had not right. really ever brought up to you. All right. Uh, I guess I don't know if she owned it. I just know that she pretty much that we performed there almost every night. And what type of performances did you do? Uh, well, she would sing upon stage, and I would, uh, and I would, I would play behind the curtains. Oh, so you're a musician then minutely shift the <laughs> uh, instrument at my back. I bit, see. Yeah. I haven't been able to... I guess I haven't played much too much since we've gotten here. Well, that's a shame. You know, I'm sure if you spoke with Mr. Trist, he would have no qualms about possibly having you perform up on stage. Uh, I'm sure the idea of having someone who previously worked there as a sort of Reunion would be uh, quite fanciful of an idea for him. <laughs> I mean, potentially, yes. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to. I mean, I haven't been able to to find the good lady since uh, I had ever returned from the war. Hence, why I had I had I while well, I had returned shortly after its conclusion. Um, I, she was nowhere to be found. Uh, as far as I know, she hadn't, you know, gone off to it, but, or, but, 
Nevertheless, uh, I returned and she was not to be seen. Not I couldn't get an answer on where she had gone either. My but, dear, when you say the beginning of the war, and at this he sort of leans forward a little bit, fingers steeped, um, peering over his glasses. Do you mean the beginning of the last war? Close to a century ago. Well, inevitably, I guess, uh, during it, but... Again, like I said, it was when I it was when it concluded that I had returned. Ah, um, but given that much time has passed since the even the conclusion, yes. Did she leave you with any type of means of contact at all, or did she simply vanish? Uh, no, I mean mostly because I had kind of been uh, swooped up in some recruitment when uh, one day so I had not necessarily left her I didn't necessarily leave her behind particularly on my own terms <laughs> so I had hoped that she would still be here upon my return um, but when I came back so the moment that when when we were all allowed to go home I came back here so this is at that time ago um I had hoped that she would still be here. She was not. And thus, I had made my way to Sean and had spent a fair amount of time there uh, till I had uh, convened with a new fellow of my, or a new veteran <coughs> fellow of my own. So uh, you've been to Sharn as well, then? Time. Yes, I, I, I had spent most of my post-war time there. All in all, I'd probably say that I. All in all, I'd probably say my total time in in this city, despite my dis, dis, fairly distinct memory of it, maybe only going just above a year or so. I see. Did you meet the rest of these fine folks in Sean as well? <laughs> You'll forgive me, but you no. all don't look like. Identical companions, shall I say? <laughs> You're not too far off there. No, uh, I mean technically no. Uh, we weren't in Sharn uh, when we met. Uh, we were on a uh, lightning rail. Yes, unfortunately, we were uh, caught up in uh, a bit of an, the incident uh, regarding the lightning rail and. Uh, all ended up, you know, by pure coincidence, uh, being in the same car. So we've been, you know, grouping up together since then. Well, you yeah. know, we have we have a we have a good pal Caspian here to thank for that part. <laughs> give him a, I give him a knowing smile. Caspian kind of returns it and gives a little curt nod and says, "Yes, well, just uh, just doing my job, best that I can." We are thankful for it, but yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been quite a flurry of uh oh, it's only been what two days, about All two right. days, yeah. So it's 
been a whirlwind of activity, that's to be sure. Well, I would oh, yeah. say that the city of Rote is a whirlwind of activity in and of itself. <laughs> yes, it, it, it was... sure has been. It's unfortunate that seemingly... Uh, it is unfortunate that it, it's strange. We've, I guess we came at a good enough time for me to potentially be able to truly meet the owner of the, or at least the current owner, if she was the owner. Inherently, I had not ever met the owner of the scythe in the time that I was there. So, it, and she never told me, Tilda never told me if it was her or not. So if either he, I guess, or if his family had owned it previously, or I don't know the history of that. You'll have to forgive me in that aspect. Mm -hmm. You'll have to forgive me as well. I am not very familiar with such things. You may have to speak with Trist on that. I can imagine that as one of the new proprietors of the establishment, he likely keeps... A very astute record of uh, the site's history. I'm sure if anyone could tell you what may have occurred of previous management, it would be him. Well, that's that's great to know. Does he? he I, I, okay. I was, sorry. I was gonna say. I I assume he has a. Uh, or does he stay? At the site, or does he have his own residence in in town? Mistress does have his own residence. He likes his privacy. Um, I I can't say whether or not he spends every evening there. It seems like half the time that I've seen him, he has been at that stage. He, it's like he loves it more than any one of his family, whom I have not met. <laughs> But yes, he seems quite taken with the Winchester scythe. It's clear that he holds it in very high regard. <laughs> yes, it was, it was clear from just, I mean, the moment that we met him that he he was a true a true patron of the arts. Can can see why he would be so enraptured, one could say, with, with the scythe. Do you uh, spend much time with him at the scythe? You seem you seem pretty close. Oh, we've met there a few times on occasion, and well, don't tell him I said this, but I've seen some of the plays that they perform there, and well, not quite my cup of tea, I suppose. <laughs> Of course, we all have our own uh, our own tastes. None can fault us for that. What What are the plays that you you are you would be particularly interested? In? What kind of topics do you prefer to see? Well, I know it may feel a bit traditionalist, but I am more of a Shawcross man myself. I practically grew up on his writings, uh, particularly the uh, Blue Dragon's Crown. I feel is a excellent example of how you can properly stage a three-act play while making it feel succinct 
and focus on the passion shared between the two main characters, uh, Isabella and Delilah, um, without sacrificing that passion uh, to also include uh, the more action-oriented moments, like when the Blue Dragon first appears, or when the Thieves' Guild uh, encounters uh, the pirate army that is moving in for the first time. It's all very, very exciting, but I digress. Oh, of course. It sounds very intense. Always, always enjoy hearing someone speak about that, uh, that which they are passionate about. <clears throat> what, are, what are you passionate about, then, if I may ask? Uh, I see that our, our young lady here is a, uh, is a performer herself, a musician. Uh, what is it that you like to do? Uh, myself, I, uh, you know, I dabble in just a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, jack of all trades. Um, I enjoy being able to, you know, hold a conversation with, uh, most anyone that I could meet, uh, and be able to, you know, at the very least engage with them. Uh, so I dabble here and there. Uh, I'm particularly mm. fond of, um doing you know as just a bit of a hobby uh a little bit of uh you know sleight of hand uh magic you know quote unquote magic uh to you know as almost like a like you would see as a uh a little street show are you telling me that you're he kind of looks around an illusionist <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> because there is a clear difference between magicians and illusionists. Yes. Uh, and as I said, uh, the magic is, you know, how, how a lot of, you know, more common uh, folk will see it. Uh, those who do not engage with uh, real magic regular basis um mm. so it is it is more to you know a trick of the eye so as you could say yes more more likely uh as a hobby it'd be a, an illusionist but you know add in a little bit of a dash of some real magic and uh more often than not they the standard uh can't tell the difference Uh, Matthias looks at you and says, you know something, I would love to see an example of these illusions uh, that you are able to perform. Um, how about this? And he is going to look around at everybody and say, wouldn't you all be interested in seeing an illusion? I know that I certainly would. Hey, I haven't seen it. Of course. Caspian, uh, Caspian meets eyes with you, set, and there's a yeah. bit of like a worried, worried look there. Is like, yes, that would be, uh, very entertaining, uh, especially if done well. Uh, <laughs> and Matthias says, wonderful, and he is going to, uh, if you recall, he has this long, splendid white beard, uh, very well kept that sort of trails around uh down to uh his waist uh and the end of the beard is actually uh clipped 
uh, with like sort of like a metal uh, hook mechanism. Uh, it is actually clipped to the side of his belt. Um, and he reaches down and unclips the end of the beard from the belt, uh, allowing it to um, flow to sort of fall away in front of him. Uh, and as it does, he reaches inside of the beard uh, and he pulls out this very, uh, this very beautiful, like a jeweled egg um, and sets it down uh, on the floor in front of him. And he says, what was your name again? My name is Set. Set. I am curious, as a man who is a practitioner of the magical arts for many years. Must resist a dad joke. I am curious if you can make this egg disappear without touching. You have multiple witnesses around you to assure that no funny business is going on. And I'll be keeping an eye as well. If you can make this egg disappear, I'll give you 100 gold. How's that sound? Interesting. Uh, I will absolutely do my best. No touching, correct? No touching. I'll know. Of course you will. Uh, I wouldn't... I. Let's see what I can do. Um... Let's see. So, I think what I'll go ahead and try and do is uh, um, utilize Minor Illusion. Okay. To create an image surrounding the egg of an empty table. So almost like a uh, just to make it appear as though the egg is no longer there. You said you were going to create an image of an empty table. Yes. Okay. Trying to decide if I want to be a dicker. <laughs> yeah, so like to further oh, clarify, because I think I know what you're getting at. I do not mean to have an empty table appear where the egg is. I mean to have the space take on the appearance as though there is no egg there. Okay. I'm going to be nice. Uh... Give me a real quick perception check here, LODC. Perception? Yes. No. <laughs> what is it? Uh, I rolled a two. Okay. The I have a plus no. three, and then the minus four. <laughs> so total of okay. one. So I didn't roll a one, <laughs> but it totally ends up being a one. This is one of those situations where, as a DM, I have to really, like, really, truly think about, like, okay, 
what would a one in this situation actually qualify especially because yeah you have to think of it as because it's not a natural natural one it's not like a world-breaking occurrence it's yeah it is the character getting a one yeah it's not a it's it's not a critical failure it is just a straight-up failure (laughs) yeah all right it is it is an incredible failure but not a critical failure uh if you would like to cast minor illusion as you described you may do so okay all right go ahead and do that so all of you watch uh including uh matthias you all watch uh as set focusing on the jeweled egg that is sat on the floor and uh, create the, the illusion. <laughs> uh, and creates almost instantaneously the illusion of an empty table in its place. I need. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I need the four of you to decide you need to pick somebody amongst you uh, who is not Silva to make an insight check on Matthias Caldrew. I really I mean, you, volunt- you volunteered, Nathaniel. I say you can do it. No, I feel like in this right, scenario, we, we should have anybody that... it. I, this is, I feel like, I don't know, this could suddenly be a role where like maybe this matters a shit ton because sometimes you don't know with Dylan but <laughs> I mean that I is always they're gonna put that on my tombstone Dylan sometimes you don't know <laughs> but, but for the most part I feel like your gut instinct I feel like this is a role that we don't need to like hitch our entire wagon to so put <laughs> the other like so using the other, you know, decent insight role that we have on this one probably ain't it. Probably I agree. I think Seth one. should do it. I was that way say, your insight is used. You have that negative. We we know that he's unimpressed. I think Seth should do the insight I check. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm going to be willing to just take the, the phase value in many aspects about this. And I think, like logistically like story-wise it would also make sense because i'm i cast it and then i'm like <laughs> Ta-da! do i need to make an excuse for how shitty this is or like what do i the do? table you can't Ooh, see anymore well, the egg's no longer there so <laughs> I, I think shows you yeah i can go ahead and make it then all right go ahead and make the insight check all right <laughs> All right, is this... A total of four. That is looking good. Total of four. Yeah. Okay. Deck. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. Uh, You are currently outside of the the building. You are nearby. Um, Has anybody given me any coins? You have had two silver pieces dropped off. Uh, one person uh, spat on the ground in front of you and said filthy homeless and walked away. That's fair. Um, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. 
None, none uh, of this is new to Dak. <laughs> that's one one cat walked by, but you resisted the urge to chase it. Oh, like they, they may feel great snacks. Got it. Um, but <laughs> after after a little while, you hear heavy footsteps. <laughs> I'm gonna try to not fully look, but to kind of peek my good eye towards the direction you, I hear the heavy footsteps. You see approaching you the city guardsman from before mm -hmm. that had noticed you. Uh, he has returned, uh, and he has brought two more guardsmen with. Cool. Are they uh -oh. Uh -oh. In, are they going in my direction? They are heading straight towards. Lovely. This is great. Uh, the wall behind me. It, how tall is it? And is it easily easily climbable? So you've got the there's the actual like uh, apartment building, so to speak. Um, directly behind you there. And then, if you're facing outward on your right-hand side, there is a wall that is about 10 feet up, um, covered with vines, uh, and there is some, like, decorative railing at the top of it, and it actually, you can surmise that it's part of another building, um, that likely has some sort of, like, a, uh, like a rooftop garden. Uh, on on the top of it there, uh, that is that is perimetered by this like cast iron decorative fence, uh, going around it. Okay. Um, I'm going to remain right there until they come up to me. Okay. Uh, the guardsmen walk up to you. Uh, and the one that had seen you previously says, uh. Afternoon. That's a 12 in my orc language comprehension to say um, afternoon uh, in orc. No limited orc that I know. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Do you have a permit to be sitting about here? What kind of question is that? <laughs> Still an orc, I say. No home. What do you mean you got no home? Cool. So that tells me that they understand orc. Nice. <laughs> No home on street. <laughs> well, we can see you on the street. Where's your actual home then? There's a long pause. Um, and Dak says the next word at, with as much as the orcish accent that he's given himself. Desire. Oh. 
You got, uh, you got separated from your refugee friends there then, huh? I don't say anything. Could I just you nod. be on the other side of the river then? And the, uh, the, the other guardsman uh, on one of the sides says, maybe he got lost. <laughs> Is that what happened? Did you get lost? There's a long pause and that kind of just nods. Do you need somebody to take you back to the other rescues? Hmm? Dak shakes his head. What, you don't want to go back to the shelter with all your friends? Um. Don't they feed you there? Funds. Steal food. Well, out here on the street, somebody might steal more than that. It's not safe out here when you're by yourself. They put here. Guard, protect. Well, where are they at now? Guard or friend. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't catch that. What was that? Guard or friend. Dak is slowly running, burning through the, the entirety of his <laughs> language knowledge. Right. Well, listen, if you do end up needing, we can escort you back to that shelter. That's no problem. But uh, you can't stay out here for too long, all right? That's technically trespassing. You either want to find your friends or you'll want to get about on your way. Like I say, once it gets dark, it's not going to be as safe here as it is right now. Well, move. Thank you. Good, good. Hate to see a refie like you get hurt. Uh, and he's going to look to the, the other guards and be like, All right, boys. We'll come pick them up later. You have yourself a good day, uh... What was your name again? Ralphus. <laughs> you have yourself a good day, Mr. Ralphus. Uh, and the three guardsmen sort of turn, they pivot, and they start uh, walking off and away. Once they get out of your shot, Dak just starts coughing because speaking <laughs> Orc is just such a strain on his voice and he's not used to talking sure. at all in any language. As he looks up at the window, does he see anybody through the glass? Uh, make a perception check. Cool. Yeah, that's a seven. No. Wonderful. Uh, back inside the room. <laughs> I have an excuse if it doesn't go over well. Set. Yes. You rolled an insight. Yes, I did. Uh, 
Matthias Caldrew, uh, it has been established multiple times now, is an extremely powerful and proficient wizard. Yes. Probably one of the most powerful that you have had the opportunity to meet or be in the presence of. Yes. His face is stone still. Unreadable. Fingers tented. Staring forward. Unblinking. Focused with 110% energy on the illusion of a table that you have placed <laughs> for <laughs> Caspian has a look. His mouth is closed, but his eyes are wide. As he, too, oh. <laughs> just stares at this wooden table that has now appeared in the room. Oh, my mouth is my mouth is agape. I am just in the realm of just. <laughs> I look back and forth between everyone. I look down at the illusion that I made, and I just go. I still really need to get some sleep. <laughs> Man was dead. He hasn't there is, Man was dead. There is there is a silence that fills the air following that. And after a moment, <laughs> Matthias unflinching says Where did the egg go? <laughs> I'm I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I am. F Did this man roll a one? Where <laughs> <laughs> did the egg go? Did this man not one? Did this great and powerful wizard not one? What the fuck? I'm Might be like a wizard box. Where, where did it go? I can clearly see the table that you have made into existence. But now the egg is gone from my sight. Uh, I'm just going to kind of lean over towards... Um, I'm going to kind of lean next to... Um, Caspian. And I'm just going to kind of whisper the... Is he patronizing him? I'm... I'm at a loss. I think you should turn in your illusionist card for a wizard's diploma on account of that amazing magic you just placed before me. Is he saying that, like, incredibly monotone? Like, yeah, it's like, oh my tone. God, a very low insight check. It is. That's amazing. I haven't seen anything like that. I mean, honestly... The egg is gone, and there's a table. Maybe he made the egg a table. Is that count? Is the I'm egg still there? I'm stunned myself. I wonder it. It is always a possibility that he has transfigured the egg and turned it into the table. I am not this can be done. Could you always do that? Shall I bring the t the uh, egg? Everyone, back? everyone, uh, everyone, settle down. Let us wait a moment and see if the table changes back into an egg. 
Yes, please. That would be amazing. As soon as he says that, I will drop the illusion spell. The table. It only lasts a minute anyways. And you once again see the jeweled egg sitting on the ground. Oh! It can do it back and forth! I can't believe this! This is unironically on my part, by the way. I'm amazed. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, Johannes isn't very smart. Oh, God. I mean, there is a spell. Me, as I say, me, having lived around fairies for a fair portion of my life where illusion, trickery is a very constant thing. Am more flabbergasted, less by you two, and more Matthias. <laughs> I don't know what to take out of this. Matthias strokes his beard for a moment. In all my years of being a wizard, I have never seen such an exemplary example of someone who misunderstood the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I would, I like I quietly I was just sigh like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, I'm just... For the record, if you had turned the egg into a table, I would have been impressed. Yeah, I know I can't do that, though. A pity, really. I agree. You would have had a bright future ahead of you. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe after getting rest for a few days, I might actually be able to, uh, listen clearly and, uh, uh, actually be able to pay attention to what's going on. Hmm. Indeed. I've been pushing through it today, but, uh, apparently it is. Catching back up with me. I still yeah. thought it was grand. Well, that says a lot. Um, well, I apologize for uh, the lacking in uh, my showing of skill. It's quite all right. So not everyone is able to Perform under pressure. Yes. Well, you know, one one day, hopefully, I can uh, make it up to you, if you'll allow it. But uh, I know that I am absolutely not able to do so right now. I think I will. He stands up from his chair. It's settled. I want you to meet me again in seven months' time. Seven months. Seven months' time. And when you do, I'm going to give you the chance to perform that for me again. Absolutely. I look forward to it. If you do it better, perhaps, I will give you that 100 gold I promised before. If not... Who knows what'll happen. But it'll all be fun no matter what. Absolutely. Sounds like an absolute delight. Wonderful. 
Were there any other questions you had for me? Uh, there was there was nothing uh, else I believe that I was specifically looking for. Um, no, I I think. Oh no! As far as I'm concerned, uh, I, I have one. Yes. Can you turn an egg into a table? Oh no. Everyone, I need you to choose someone amongst you to make an insight check on Matthias Cauldron. You know what? I think we're nearing the end of our time with him. Nathaniel, go for it. Alrighty. This is all I'll you. The one that asked the question. <laughs> it makes sense. How's a nat 20 get me? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> 25 total, if that matters. There are no secrets. <laughs> it's the Except third not 20 of this time. <laughs> no, didn't Marshall get one at the start? Nope. <laughs> we were rolling hot. <laughs> Except for set. <laughs> I mean, I had a not 20 earlier. I'm going to win this. Yeah, well. <laughs> the only not, not not 20 of the insights. But to answer your earlier question, yes, uh, I, I did actually have proficiency. Inside as well. Alright, sorry, what was the total on that? 25. Shit. Um, okay. <laughs> Hang on. Damn. Hang on. DM's gotta roll something real quick. Uh, uh, whoop. DM's hey, Dylan. Gotta whoop, whoopsie doodle. Welcome yeah. to the club. Yeah. Okay. I gotta, I gotta respect the D20. It's Pirate's Code. Okay. Um, <laughs> Pirate's Code. It's more like Pirate's Code. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. You ask him what is a very simple question. Probably shouldn't be a problem at all for a wizard. Hey, could you turn that egg into a table? Uh, the thing that happens that you see, Nathaniel, is that there's a moment where his jovial appearance drops and he almost looks confused uh concerned like he doesn't know if he can do that, <laughs> that like he's never done it before he is he is it's like he's having to think about doing that for the first time and he doesn't know where to begin his eyes begin to travel a bit uh, a bead of sweat forms on his forehead uh, his beard begins to become slightly frayed. He looks really bent out of shape over this thing that a wizard of his stature should easily be able to do. Are, are you okay? Are you alright there? Yes, yes. Uh, I was just thinking about the the moral implications of turning an egg into a table. I hadn't considered that until just now. Well, by all okay, means, I, chicken on a table. I would love to. I would love to see your rendition of it. Uh, I mean, you know, I, you know, I feel like I've got a 
Well, I don't. I I have choosingly not added many of those spells to my own book due to the principle of what I'm about to bring it up with being around many fairies. I'd love to see how a I would love to see how a human caster utilizes these illusions for their own pranks and how they differ. Indubitably. Yeah, we we've seen, you know, my poor performance. Uh, so, surely uh, a magic user of your caliber could easily show me up. Also, I was amazed at his display, and you said you could do it better. Yes, indeed. He seems distracted by something. In addition, if you will, to your your previous check, in that he appears to be distracted by something now. He's sort of looking off through the window, seeing me getting beat up by three guys. <laughs> I don't like that wink. Take that is, back. Is, is he looking <laughs> off in his? What was that? Is he looking in like just in a specific direction, or just kind of vaguely into the ether? He is looking towards the window. He's gonna jump out I, the window. And make a perception check. If there's, like if we can hear anything outside. You may. He is going to as well. Okay. I rolled a natural twenty. How? <laughs> that's even more impressive because that's his second one in the session. Well, that's like two in a row, right? Yeah. No. Not not in a row. Okay. Oh okay. yeah, no. between each of us. Yes. For the group. But yes. Back to back twenties. For... <laughs> it's the opposite. Guys, we're supposed to be rolling ro- ones here. It's the whole point of the thing. <laughs> oh, Dylan. Dylan you having wanted, a special you wanted, crisis. You wanted to stop right, at, right on time. On that. You see. Don't worry about me. Worry about yourselves. <laughs> oh god set yes you look out the window as matthias is doing so and you hear him murmur under his breath I, what is what is what and you you think you see what he's caught notice of there's a small shape too too far away for you to be able to tell actually what it is that seems to be moving at a rather tremendous speed um, towards or, the window, growing larger and larger and larger. Pull him down with me as I drop down below the window. You, with your perception, see this quick enough that you are able to grab Matthias and pull him to the ground. As the window explodes inward. Uh shattering into thousands of razor-sharp glass shards thrown inward as all the rest of you are met with this cacophony of broken glass and wood raining down upon you. Um, All the rest of you take... Uh... Johannes, Silva, Nathaniel, 
uh, and Caspian, you take 12 points of damage. Oh, oh, my arm arm was useless. Ow. Ow. My poor wizard as bones. You, as you are <laughs> as you are pelted and rained upon with shards of broken glass and splintered wood. Um most of you are almost nearly knocked prone. There is a large smashing noise as some big thing crashes down onto the piano that was positioned in front of the window and no, breaks it. With the mighty, with a mighty thunk, God the piano sinks for. inward as the thing that crashed onto it uh, breaks further down and then finally comes to a stop. A moonlit sonata. <laughs> uh, there is the sound of crinkling glass and the falling of debris. And then silence. Dak, from Yo. below, you hear the sound of smashing glass. You look back up at the window again and you see that it has smashed and shattered inward as some object that you cannot identify from this distance uh, flies into it and smashes through into the room. Mm-hmm. The rest of you, as you try to pick yourselves up, shards of glass embedded into your clothing, bits of wood, uh, dirt, dust, you look to see, crumpled on the now broken piano, in front of a shattered glass window, is a body. Twisted, contorted, lying in a heap, one arm outstretched, and a piece of paper balled up inside the hand, almost as if it's gesturing out for you to take it. And that is where we will end tonight's episode of Dragon Mark Symphony. Whoa. With a hearty... Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) The next time we meet, we'll learn if Matthias Caldrew is okay. Hopefully, we can learn a bit more about what just happened. If he's not okay, I am also not okay. (laughs) Or if he's even Matthias Caldrew. (laughs) And it seems... You look at... (laughs) And it probably seemed is. what was meant to be a nice, cordial little meeting has blossomed into something much, much darker. We'll see you all next time. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for playing. And remember, Orc is a more common language than you might think it is. It's actually known by quite a few people throughout several nations, especially with the international connections uh, brought about by the many forms of transportation that are available. <laughs> Don't be too quick to judge. Amazing. And brought some melting pot. I only learned it because Ralph was drunk so many times. Good night, everyone. Good night.